Hola. Hello. This is Janelle and Jake. And welcome back to episode three of the Positive Vida podcast. Yay, we made it to episode three. Um, thank you guys so much for all of your support thus far. It's been incredible. Um, just to see our comments, text messages, DMs from friends who are just supporting what we're doing. Um, that's Zuma. Uh, <laughs> um, so we're just super grateful. Um, for those of you who don't know and are new, new to the family, the Positive Vida podcast is a bilingual podcast um, to be used as a weapon against the stigma of HIV and AIDS. Jake and I are both HIV positive. We're married. We have three children who are all negative. Um, and so we want to share our family story and the story of everyone and everyone who is affected or not affected by HIV and AIDS just to kind of get their perspective so we can help them deal with the stigma, um, their own internalized stigma, and the stigma that they face. So long story short, thank you so much. Jake, what's new with you? What's going on? Oh, nothing too much. Just still trying to just finish my degree real quick. Um, transitioning to... A new career choice, trying to move into the educational field from being in the nonprofit world for so long. Um, and that's about it for me. What's up with you? Same old, same old work. Uh, I work in the nonprofit field, so I can't really hate on it. But um, we are going through hopefully the final stages of potty training our youngest. So we are so close to not having to depend on diapers. Yeah, we have a. Uh, Three, like like Janelle said, we have three, six, five, and three. And the baby, Esri, is a princess and wants to be treated like a princess and has refused to potty train until recently. What, yes. what, what, what made it, what was the breakthrough that made her just decide to accept the training? I don't know, but I'm not going to jinx it, so let's just leave it as it is. <laughs> um, so the good thing is she's almost there. Um, so in this episode, uh, we're going to be talking about my diagnosis day, um, a day that we did not expect, that we did not plan for, plan for, that we did not handle very well. And when I say we, I mean me. And we'll talk more about it in a little bit after uh, we take a quick little break. Stay tuned. So, today we're talking about Janelle's diagnosis, and that day, do you remember the exact date, what day it was? I used to. I don't remember, it was October. It was just starting to get cold, because you know here... October what? Oh, 2010. So it was right after we got married. Um, I remember going, so I went to, like, just to get, like, a regular checkup um, at the... Your... OB, well, she was, she's an OBGYN, but I just went for gynecology services. And I... And you got checked like twice a year, right? I was going to get checked very regularly. Like I, I was there often. I remember because I, would, I was like, I'm just going to go straight to my doctor. That way she knows my story and she knows like my situation and she can work with me and she can consult me. Problem was the person, the name of the doctor that was on the door was never the name of the person that I saw until diagnosis day. I saw like, I guess they were residents or some, some kind. I don't know. Cause it was like a different doctor each time I went like three or four different times prior to my di- to diagnosis. And I saw a different doctor each time. Um, so yeah, no, I don't remember the exact day. I just remember 
going in for the doctors and then telling the resident or whatever my story and she was really cool about it she was like that's great that you guys you know are continuing yes you should be yes he's on medication that's great you should be using condoms like yes 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 um and i did bring up the condom breaking situation she said what have you, have you been tested since then i said yes she goes okay well we're going to test you again because that happened in may and i might not have shown up so let's test you again it's like, okay great no problem totally expecting to be negative um and so so how, how were you told like what happened well they called me like days after and then we went back to the doctor and i think at that point when i realized they called me i was like oh crap like shit's going down because before they never called you. they never called me before right they were just like okay we'll see you next time you know and then i would i would make another appointment just to get tested again and um anyway so we went i made you come with me because i was like i'm scared to go by myself because i felt i just like knew i think i just knew in my gut like something was wrong um but in my head i was like maybe it's cancer like i can deal with cancer like i just cannot deal with HIV because like this was not our plan. Like our plan was to be a discon what what's it called? Discordant. Discordant couple, which is a mixed status couple. Um, so we go and she they pull me to the back and I leave you in the waiting room. And um I see finally the doctor the whose name is on the door. Like it's her practice. And um she walks in, and I'm sitting on the table, and she sits, she walks in, she sits by the door, and the door, she does not close the door all the way. She leaves it open, a significant crack, and she doesn't look at me. She just looks at this tear, at, 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 the, at the papers, and then she, like, looks up at me quickly, shakes my hand, like, and is like, okay, sit down. And then she just said, like, she, like, it looked like she was just, like, in a rush. Like, she, like, I was just, like, a pit stop in her incredibly busy day. She sits down and she says, okay, so your test results came back positive. Um, you're going to have to go get treatment. That it, and then, like, everything just kind of, like, turns into the Charlie Brown teacher voice, you know? So, like, like no bedside manner. Not at all. Like, the door was open. So, I'm thinking, so, okay, so the door's open. So, I'm like, oh, she left the door open. Like, this is not... This is, there's no way she's going to diagnose me with HIV right now because she's literally seated right by the door, right by the crack of the door, and she's left it open. No way in hell would she tell me my diagnosis this way. But she did because she was garbage. But anyway, I digress. Um, no bedside manner. And then she looks at me and she's just like, oh, so are you? She's like, like, I don't even know if she's like, are you okay? She just asked me, like, and I'm like, okay, well, I was, I guess I was kind of expecting this because of my situation. And she's like, what do you mean your situation? And then I tell her about you, and she was like, oh, so you were expecting this? And I was like, no, no, if you would actually see, like, I hope the doctors that I saw wrote down the notes that, like, we plan to be, you know, a mixed status couple, and we used condoms, but she's like, yeah, but... You're telling me the condom broke once. I'm like, yes, it did once, like, after he was on treatment. But I just, I didn't know. And she was like, well, why, like, you were expecting this? Like, she was just so confused, like, you were expecting this. And I was like, no, doctor, I wasn't. Like, please, like, just, like, no bedside manner. It was awful. And she was like, okay, well, did your doctor, does your husband see a doctor? And I was like, yes. She goes, you should go see the same doctor as him. Uh, best of luck to you. Okay, bye. Really? Yeah. 
So then I make my way back out to the waiting room. Mm-hmm. You were so nervous. You were so nervous. I remember, like, you, you asked if you want me to come back, and I was like, no, I want to, you know, get, I just wanted to go by myself. So I remember they opened the door for me to the waiting room, and, like, you lock eyes with me, and I just, like, I, you're sitting by the door to leave, and so, like, I'm like, okay, like, let's get out. I don't even, I don't even, like, look at you. I, I look at you at first, and then I'm like, let's go. And you're like, what, what, what? And I'm, like, not answering you. And then we get to the elevator, and press the button, and I'm like, the results are positive. And you just about, it's like the air got sucked out of you. What were you feeling at the moment? I was just sad. Like, I didn't, I didn't want it to happen. Yeah. So, but yeah, like, I, I, I didn't know what to say, what to do. Yeah. Even, even been going through it, but like, it was still a different situation, and we like we like you had said we had planned to always be a mixed status couple. Yeah. So when we get to the. And keep in mind too, like you had told me your idea. Well, maybe it's cancer. So, yeah. So I'm over here with the, everything running through my head of every like you know is it, there's something wrong? Is it cancer? Is there cervical cancer or something? Hmm. So then. I'm getting emotional a little bit in the elevator and we're getting the elevator with like another doctor and he can tell I got bad news because like the, he was really kind to me once like he opened the door and he was like, you guys go ahead. Best of luck to you. And I was just in my head like, man, screw you. Leave me alone. But he was just being really nice. So we end up walking to the car cause we had to park far. Yeah. They, there's no, there was no like direct parking around the doctor's office. So we parked far, walked down, and um, I'm, like, already making the plan. I'm, like, okay, I have to go see a doctor. Like, that's just what I do. Like, I don't, freak, I don't freak out. I just make plans. Probably, which is why I'm made for public relations and events. Um, and so I was just, like, whatever. You know, like, not whatever. But I was just, like, uh, let's just make a plan. I'm not going to get emotional. Like, let's just make a plan and move forward. And then we get to the car, <laughs> and you are, we had the cabrio at the time. Yeah, we had the cabrio, the, yeah. the navy little cabrio, uh, which is a discontinued Volkswagen model mm-hmm. um, little convertible. Uh, the car that you taught me how to drive stick in, yeah. actually. Um, that was fun. But anyway, so then we get to the car, and uh, you're unlocking the car, and I, I'm doing that thing where like I'm, I'm pulling it too soon, right? Mm-hmm. Before, and so like you keep doing that, and I just like remember turning into like she-hulk and um like grabbing my purse and throwing it at the car and like screaming and like you come around to the car you come on my side of the car and you hold me and you're like i'm sorry i'm sorry and i don't even remember what i said but we end up going back to the apartment and then it really went to shit yeah uh so, we get back to the apartment, and I go to bed, and I lay down, and Jake laid dead these down with me, and I just got so angry. Obviously, it came from sadness, but I just got so angry because, like, all, like, it was just never a thought in my mind that it would happen. Like, I was so... I was all in to the idea that, okay, like, we're gonna, 
we're going to be mixed status and that's it. Like there is no, there is no divvying from this plan. Like that's not, not even a possibility. And then I, it's like I failed. And I was sad because in my head, I'm like, does this mean that we failed? Does this mean that we, that we should have never been married? Like I, I love you. Like there's still so much love in my heart for this human. You know what I mean? And like, it was so bad and then I just got angry and I was like this is so unfair like I was a quote-unquote good girl like I didn't sleep around you I think I and I and I said all this like I was mean I was like you were the hoe and you were this and you screwed up and I can't believe you and how could you do this to me and it's like of course and poor Jake is like I see you just like I'm they're like daggers like in your heart with every word that I say. And I really I don't know and as I'm saying it, I'm like, girl, you do not mean any of this. Like you've got to stop. Cause let me tell you, I control my anger very well because I I get crazy. And that day I got crazy. And <laughs> Jake saw my crazy. And Jake's laughing, looking at me like, Yeah, you got crazy. I've um, only seen you get crazy a couple times. Yeah. Because I'm really good at controlling my anger because I know, like, once you, like, once the dam is unleashed, it's like the Hoover Dam coming at you. And this was just, this was really, um, there was a lot of issues that came out of this. A lot of issues that we can probably get into later, but a lot of issues with self-worth, a lot of issues with my sexuality, a lot of issues with all these things that just came out into the, in these negative words. And so I was just like ramming into him and, and I was just like, this is it. And I, I got so, I felt so out of control and I felt so um, just emotional, full of anxiety. And the last time I was that filled with anxiety and that at a loss of control was when I um, was like cutting myself. And so I was like, I have to cut myself. Like I, I have to do it so I can feel better. And so I remember, I think I said it or I was going to the bathroom and Jake knew what I was going to try and do because I suffered from depression for a long time before this. And he stopped me and he was like, no, like, you're not going to hurt yourself. Like, you can't do this. Like, you have to, you have to, um, you can't do this. You can't hurt yourself. And I, I just hit him. It was awful. I, it's like the worst thing I've done. Um, I, I just hit, I hit him really hard several times and it's not something i'm proud of it's not something i like to talk about to clarify you hit me in the chest it's not like my face or anything that doesn't make it any better because <laughs> i hit you really hard i remember um but okay but you're over here like i know bitch i didn't get hit in the head like calm down okay relax homie no one's gonna think you're less of a man no, i'm just saying i'm just saying you're not, like punching you me in the face okay Okay. No, I'm just fine. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's not something I'm proud of, though. Um, so anyway, I think I hit you, and then, like, you just, you were wrestling me, so I wouldn't, one, hit you again, but because I, I was still trying to get to the bathroom. And you were like, no, no, I love you too much. You can't do this to yourself. And it just, like, I think we just ended up, like, crying together on the bedroom floor mm-hmm. for... Wow. Hours. Yeah. Um, and then spending, like, the rest of, like, the week just, like, crying, holding each other. And, you know, 
I, I, I suffered from insomnia for a long time before I had kids, before they knocked the energy out of me. And I remember just being up at night when Jake would fall asleep and I would think, okay, like, how can I do this? Like, I can't. But I remember what would get me past Jake's HIV was like, okay, like, what's stopping me from continuing this life that I want with Jake? And it's like, oh, it's the HIV. Okay, well, cut that part out. Cut the HIV out. Can you still love this man? It's like, well, I do. Like, I love him more than anything I've ever known. And he makes me so incredibly happy. Like, I'm happy before I even open my eyes in the morning. And I was, I was like, okay, like, I remember that night especially, I was like, okay, like, go back to how you feel before you even open your eyes in the morning. And I remember we, we, our bed, we had, like, this big window in our bedroom in that apartment. And the sun would always come, like, right on my face because my eye was right by the window. And I remember the sun waking me up and my eyes being closed and, like, paying attention to how I felt. And I just remember still feeling really happy. And it wasn't until I opened my eyes that I was like, oh, I still have you know, this HIV thing. And I thought, okay, like, can we get past it? And it's, it took us a while. Like, it was a roller coaster for a while. But mm-hmm. essentially, but, but at the, I'm trying to not make this a three-hour-long um, episode because I could. Um, I was just like, I can, if I can cut this part out, if I can cut, like, like, this aside, like, I'm going to have to deal with this. I'm going to have to go to treatment. But, like, this HIV is not me. HIV is not Jake. And it is not us. Like, we are separate from the HIV. Yes, we have to deal with it. Yes, we have to take medicine. All that. Um, and But Jake and Janelle are still Jake and Janelle. You know, we were Jake and Janelle before. Had HIV not come into our lives, we would still be Jake and Janelle. Mm-hmm. So... What do you think you, what did you, what, ah, what did you wish you knew when you were told? Like, what did you want the doctor to tell you? I just wanted the doctor to have some compassion. Like, there was no compassion for like you had a, a like like your diagnosis story like she was nice to you like well she wasn't even a doctor she was like well, yeah a test counselor yeah i just i wish she would have just been like man that sucks you know i wish she would have heard me out because like everyone everyone else who's heard me out like after that you know like they were like oh man that that sucks and that's really all they want just compassion like do you know what i mean like to sit there and say oh, you were expecting this? It's kind of like, oh, well, you deserve it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care how you get HIV, whether you knew you were sleeping with someone who was positive and were engaging in risky behavior, which, okay, we can admit. And we do admit. Like, yes, we used a condom. We were told that was the safest part. Technically, yes, it was still a risk. Yes, yes. But we were safe and we did what was told them. We were told, we were advised by this by our, by your infectious disease doctor. Mm-hmm. We're not blaming him. We love him. He's still our doctor. He's still our doctor, he's, yeah. He's amazing. I'm not saying that. But um, what I am saying is, you know, we did the best that we could and we still are. So anyway, uh, what I wish I knew or what I wish they would have told me was just, you know, you're going to be okay. That you're going to be okay. And... 
Um, cause there was like, dude, there was like no follow up. Like no one from her office called me to check on me. You never even went back to her. I never room. went back to no. F that B. Excuse my language. I mean, not like the, You know, uh, uh-uh, uh. Sorry. When I'm done with you, I'm done with you, and I was done with her. Um. So how did you move on? Like, like what helped? How did you recover? We ate a lot of sushi and pizza. We cried a lot. You let me vent. You let me... You didn't hold the ugly things I said out of anger and out of fear against me. You just let me... Grieve. Like, I guess because you went through it. I don't know. I'm assuming. You let me grieve and you let me deal with it and you let in, in my own way which is not a pretty way but um it's like i said like how i got past it how we got past it we talked a lot mm-hmm. had a lot of conversations um i think what really made me break down like once i once i was able to do the initial shock in my head i was like okay we're not having kids and that hurt because i always wanted to have kids a little did I know I was so wrong <laughs> at the time. <laughs> oh, we're not having kids. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah. you, you got three miracles over there that, that I got something to say about that. I know, but but at the time, I didn't think I could. Yeah. So, did meeting Dr. Fetchick help? Yes, yes. Well, Dr. Fetchick, so we had only seen him maybe once or twice. I think I only mm-hmm. went to one appointment and you had seen him a few times. Oh, um, yeah, I'd already seen him, yeah. Uh, but, I, but I went to the first one. Okay. Um, and I guess you kind of forgot who I was. Because then he, I had my appointment with him, and he was like, oh my god, he was just so kind. He was so kind. I love good doctors. He was just like, so, let's have a conversation. Well, you gotta describe Dr. Fetchick first. Okay, so Dr. Fetchick, (laughs) he's on my Insta stories. He's amazing. He's got, he's like this little, little skinny guy with like glasses and the world's greatest mustache. Um, it's like super long. It's like a handlebar mustache. It is like his trademark. It's it is amazing. a handlebar mustache, but he doesn't curl the edges. He just lets no. Them grow he just lets them. He you know he they, he lets it be. And he's, he's got just... like a good three or four inches on each side. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's it's big. Anyway, so um, so he sat me down. He's like, so tell me how many sexual partners you had in your life, and I'm like, uh, two. <laughs> and he's like, he looks at me like, excuse me. And I'm like, no, like, you know who I got it from. It's Jacob. And he was like, oh, oh, yes. And then he was like, oh, no. Like, what happened? And I told him what happened. And he was like, oh, my God. I'm so sorry. And, uh, you know, like, that is just terrible. And uh, but he says, but you guys have each other. And you're going to be OK. I'm, I'm going to get you. I'm going to I'm going to what do you say? Like, I'm going to make you OK. Like. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna. I'm rooting for you guys. Like he basically was like, I'm rooting for you, Janelli, and I'm rooting for you too. Like you guys love each other, and this is gonna be hard. Cause I told him like it's been really hard. Like I don't know if I can. He and he was just so supportive and threw his love behind us and his support behind us. And so he runs the infectious disease consultants consultants in here, in, here in town. They're like one of the top infectious disease people in the nation. I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's amazing. Um, so I'm really excited uh, to just kind of see where our, our relationship goes from now because he knows what we're doing now and he wants to help out as much as he can, but um, that'll stay tuned for that. We want to interview him mm-hmm. soon. 
Um, anyway, so back to the the day the day of um he prescribed he prescribed the you know I told him he's like what are your life goals and I told him and he was like all those things are achievable. He told you uh, you could have kids. He told me I could have kids, which is like. I mean, that's nice to hear, but I just, you couldn't convince me. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I was still like, how? Uh, they have, probably have to be, like, some kind of, like, weird. Test tube. Uh, not, not, not even, like, not that test tube babies are weird, but just, like, I would have to be strapped up to a hospital bed, like, the whole time. Like, I, I don't know. I just felt weird. So, anyway, um, but he would tell me, like, every time I saw him, like, you're going to be able to have kids. Like, I know you want. I'm like, no, I'm just going to adopt. I'm just going to adopt. Um, and he said, okay. So, then, anyway, um... We went, oh, he prescribed the medication, and I got the medication. I'm telling the story for a reason. Uh, I came home. I can't remember if I came home. Yeah, I came home with the meds, and you got really emotional. I don't know if you remember this. I remember you being, like, on the couch when I got came from the apartment, or came home to the apartment, because the apartment, like, the front door, like, went straight to the living room, and... I was like, I got my meds, and you were just, like, really upset. Um, and then, like, the first time I took them, again, you were really upset. Um, so that, that took a while to get used to. What, were, what was going through your mind? What do you mean? When it happened. Just, like, what you said, I was just really, like, just shocked. And I was just sorry, because, like, I didn't, like you said, we didn't plan that to happen mm-hmm. and at the same time just really sad because it was the last thing I ever wanted to happen yeah yeah it was hard but honestly a lot of the, a lot of that day I was busy watching you mm-hmm. yeah you know I wasn't I wasn't this like perfect being when Jake married me like I had my own issues with like depression and self-harm and anxiety uh, before HIV ever came into my life, you know, in, in, in my body, in my life. Um, so, yeah, so, and, and, and just being with each other, like I said, like, you were my person, you know what I mean? Like, you were already my person, so having your person help you through the process was really good. But I didn't tell anyone for a while. I think that the first person I told was Bernadette, my best friend. Because her uncle, she was the only person at the time that I knew, knew anyone with HIV. Like, I didn't know anyone with HIV. Other than you. Other than you. Um, I mean, I knew of it. I knew you don't treat people like crap. Or I knew, like, and it was, like, whatever. You know, not a whatever. But, like, I knew it wasn't, like, a bad thing. I just didn't know anyone. Or no one came out to me with their status. But she had told me that. So I remember calling her. And she was like, I'm so sorry. And, um... And then I think I told Barbie next. Um, and then that was it for a while. I didn't tell my mom until like the following May. And she was like, Mija, I already know. Like I already, I already expected it. And I was like, uh, what? But that's a separate conversation. Um, so yeah, I mean, that was the day that I got diagnosed. It was really... It was a hard day. It was a hard day. It was a hard several weeks. It took us a while like I, yeah. it, to get through it. But once we got through it, we were stronger because I felt, it felt like it, it, we didn't let the diagnosis get in our way, like mm-hmm. the way of you, our relationship, you know, like 
like we were already committed to each other. We were already like I know HIV can be such a roadblock in so many people's lives and it can be like everything. And I know now we're we're making it everything, but it's not a roadblock. We're we're using it as a vehicle. Look at me and my metaphors. Um so anyway. Um it's helped us and I really genuinely think that getting diagnosis like this helped us deal with so much um like Max's autism like uh just life you know Mm. what I mean like job loss like job growth (laughs) all that that's happened in our lives like families to drama um and we're 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 each other's you know ride or die exactly you have any other questions for me no that's it that's it all right cool well, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back uh, with HIV in the news. So Jake really wants to do the boop, 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 boop. <laughs> we got to make that a, we got to record it. Boop, 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 HIV in the news, news, news. No, I'm just kidding. Um, So yeah, we're going to talk about HIV in the news And today we are going to talk about this new defense uh, against HIV That exists within our bodies It's fucking amazing So at the Texas Biomedical Research Institute There is a fabulous genius doctor Her name is Dr. Ruth Ruprecht I met her um, at the Taste of Science event I gave one of my first talks at um, Back in... Back in the day, I don't remember when it was, like last year or something. It was a while ago. It was a while ago. She is so gosh darn smart. My goodness. I, I really, really hope that we get on the podcast soon because she's, she's from Sweden, so she has a really cool accent. Anyway, let's talk about this uh, IMG thing. Uh, so there is a natural uh, immune uh, uh, immunoglobin. Right, that's what it's called, immunoglobin in our, uh, yeah, immunoglobulin. It's an antibody that exists in our bodies and the bodies of sharks and the bodies of IgM. Uh, all these different things. It's 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 fabulous, um, and it's effective in stopping HIV. So what the Texas Biomedical Research Institute did was they created a synthet- a synthetic version of this immunoglobulin, um, which has like these like crazy like five pentagon like y-shaped arms basically so that synthetic igm we're gonna call it that for short was put into um these test monkeys and then the hiv was and there was six monkeys in all and four of the six monkeys uh the the igm was successful in trapping the hiv and killing it um and successfully killing it uh, in order to uh, eliminate HIV, so like they never actually had HIV, it was it was killed right on contact. So specifically, this is research into an HIV vaccine. Yes. So this basically opens up, uh, basically like another lane of research for the HIV vaccine, uh, which the Texas Biomedical Research Institute uh, does. I mean, that's what they do. Dr. Ruth Ruprecht is the head of that. Um, I cannot wait. She has offered. For me to go and tour, I'm going to see if I can take Jake and you guys along with it. It'd be fabulous. But, yep, so we are one step closer to having an actual vaccine for HIV. Um, so, 
be speaking of vaccines and medications, uh, we wanted to give a shout out to um, the meds that keep us healthy. <laughs> uh, both of us take meds from, this is not an ad and this is not a sponsored post. But hey, if Gilead wants to throw some money our way one day. Gilead wants to make a phone call, (laughs) then they are more than welcome to. So we take both, we both take medicines made by Gilead. They were the first uh, pharmaceutical uh, company to make uh, medications for HIV. Um, So shout out to them for being the first in the fight. Uh, I take a medication that's kind of considered old. I'm actually considering switching to the newest medication that they just released earlier this year on. Valentine's Day actually is when they. That's so weird that they read they they they. Because Valentine's Day was like a Tuesday, right? Yeah, yeah. Because remember Daniel, Daniel was in the in the. No, it was a Wednesday. Cause it was Ash Wednesday. I don't know. Whatever it was, I was there. Daniel was in the office. Daniel uh, is a uh, community outreach uh, person here in town. Long story short. There's a new medication out that I'm considering changing to. So this, when you want to change your medication, you really have to have a nice sit-down conversation with your doctor about it because um, not every medication is made equal and not every medication is for everyone. So what yes. do you take? So it may not work for you. And plus, if you change and you're off your old one long, too long, you can't change back. Mm-hmm. Um, so over the years, I've taken... So when I first started, I took two medications. Sestiva and Truvada. And let me tell you, if for those of you that like trippy drugs, Sestiva and Truvada are, are for you because they... I had to take them right before I went to bed because they trip you out so Okay, hard. but Truvada didn't do that. No, when you, when you take them together. Yeah, but the Sestiva did it. Yeah. I want to say that because Truvada is what is used as, as for prep. prep. Yeah. So, okay, so it was if you're Sest- looking into prep, no, you won't be <laughs> high. Don't It relax. was the Sestiva part of the combination, but still, I took them together. Um, but that was the only real side effect. Like, you know, when you would hear back in the day, like, oh, people look so skinny because they're on so many meds and they had to take them six times a day. That's not true anymore. They've really come down on, on the side effects of the medications and how often you have to take them. So, like, even though I was taking two medications, I just took them both right before I went to bed at night. And I had to make sure I, w- I was going to get, like, six hours of sleep. Because if I didn't get a lot of sleep, I would wake up and still be all trippy from the medication. And then I switched to a combination drug, which is Sestiva and Truvada basically put into one pill. It's called a tripla, and I was on that for years. Now, most of the time, I've been on medication. I've taken a tripla, and then recently, I think in February, I switched to Genvoya. They took he took you off a tripla because it's bad for your cholesterol, for your particular cholesterol, because you have high cholesterol. I have genetic high cholesterol, so I'm I, pretty sure that the bacon burgers that you eat don't help. Let's just. I have gone down on the bacon burgers. Whatever. You will lie. Okay, (laughs) moving on. Anyway, so now I take Genvoya, which is... So when I say that the medicines don't do as much damage, they still do a little bit of damage to the body. Long term. Long term. But not nearly as bad. That's really like any medication. Like, uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, like, you see like, some of these other medication commercials, like, I'm glad I don't take that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, no. it's, it's really, I mean, uh, HIV is still fairly new in the world of disease. I mean, considering it's been 30 years, but like, it's 
not thank God that we're in a new era where the medicines we are taking aren't like poison like they were back in the day. Yeah. So um, I take Genvoya yeah. now, and one of the main reasons was because it was it's supposed to actually help my cholesterol. Yes. They said that's actually a side effect. Is sometimes it it works as a statin helps it helps cholesterol as well. Yes. Um, so what do you take? Strybild. But I'm really thinking about changing. Um, I have we have our appointment. You've taken more than I have because you had to take Kalatra too. Oh yes, we want to go there. <laughs> okay, so when I was pregnant with my first two boys, I took a combination called. Kalitra and Combavir. Man, let me tell you, those sucked. Those were That was six pills a day, every day. And the reason I took those is because that was what was deemed safest for pregnant mothers um, at the time. And so that's what I took. And it was awful between that and, like, the morning sickness, which I really didn't have too much of. It was really the meds that really messed me up. Plus, choking on six pills a day, every day was not fun. So that's what we did. Um... And you switched to Stribold with the baby. I switched to Stribold because I was like, Doc, I cannot take this anymore. Please get me off. And so I was not pregnant. And he was like, actually, Stribold's okay for you if you end up getting pregnant. And I was like, ha, ha, ha. I'm not getting pregnant again. Bam. I did. Because I'm fertile. effing Myrtle. And that's what happened. Um, but I got my babies. And they're really freaking cute. So it doesn't matter. So I've been on Stribold ever since. But I'm considering changing. Because now it's kind of my stomach's acting weird. I don't know if it's my meds or if it's just my poor diet. But we'll figure it out. So yeah. Um, and then the only updates that we know of are the new. I don't even know what it's called. Oh, I had the name. I don't have any more. But you know what? I feel like, you know, Gilead should just come and do a paid ad or something. And give us some money. They could. You hear, that, you hear that, Daniel? <laughs> I don't don't take it seriously, Daniel. I love you. Um, no, I'm being serious. Okay. Anyway, uh, yeah. So those are our meds, and that's it for HIV in the news. Mm-hmm. Boop 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 boop. Bye. So thank you guys for putting up with our crazy stories and listening to us. Um, to recap, you know. HIV was something that we both realized we would have to deal with head on uh, for Jake's side and um, did not expect it for us. Um, but the good news is that when you find your partner who respects you, who loves you, sometimes more than you love yourself, that includes you know me and, and Jake, um, and helps you gain your self-love back, you can make it happen. That's really a partnership we're fighting for, and I feel that we were worth fighting for. And um, it wasn't easy. We're not perfect. <laughs> we're, it's still not easy. But it's not easy being married to this hot mess express over here. Um, and that means both me and Jake. We're both equally hot messes. But anyway, um, what, about, what, what do you think? What, is your, what are your final thoughts? What are your Dr. Phil final thoughts on oh, this? <laughs> okay, because I'm not philosophical like Dr. Phil is. Um, no, just, you know, your diagnosis day was just a hard day and a hard time for a while. It took yeah. a lot to get over. How long do you think it took us to get over it? Maybe like a few weeks to a month or so, month and a half. Yeah, it was rough. Yeah, it was rough for a while. Um... But, you know, we made it through it. And if it doesn't kill us, it just makes us stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, except for bacon cheeseburgers, apparently. Yeah. 
So what's to come? What are we going to do next week? Uh, we are going to be interviewing other people. I'm sick of you and me. Let's talk about other people. Uh, so we're going to be interviewing friends of ours. Uh, we're just going to open it up. If you want to give us your take, if you even if like HIV does not affect you, but you just, when you heard our story, we want to interview anyone and everyone because that is how we eliminate stigma is by storytelling and sharing our vices and sharing our stigmas and checking our privileges and all that fun stuff. Um, please, please, please let us know if you want to be interviewed. We are more than happy to do so. Um, and just stay tuned because we've got some really cool people lined up for you. Um, and I think that that's it. So in the meantime, stay positive, love each other mm-hmm. and positive, like in a happy feely way, not. I, th- I think everybody gets it. Okay. I just want to make positive. sure. <laughs> I just want to make sure. I'm pretty sure you're not telling everybody to go out <laughs> and get positive. <laughs> go get HIV. Go do it. No, I'm just kidding. Don't. Oh, I'm going to um, get like um, other than that one guy who wrote a mean comment then yeah okay then that's just gonna be our our catchphrase now okay stay positive all right (laughs) (laughs) okay bye